Hello and welcome to the Shiny Bees podcast, a podcast for those who like their knitting, comedy and yarn in equally large measures. I'm your host, Joan Milmine, and this is episode 154, Paint the Fence. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 154 of the Shiny Bees podcast. I'm Joe. I'm your host, back with you again today for another episode of the show. This one today is called Paint the Fence, and today is Friday, the 7th of August 2020. How are you? Hope you've been well since last time I spoke to you. A couple of weeks ago for episode 153, which was the Octopodiversary episode, which I very much enjoyed putting together and very much enjoyed revisiting a lot of the back catalogue. You forget after eight years of podcasting exactly how much stuff you've done. And quite often, like even though I'm the protagonist in most of the things that happened, forgotten some of it had even happened. So it was really good fun to kind of go back through some old episodes and become my favourites really and obviously if you've not listened to them for a a long time I'm sure you enjoyed it as well if you've been a listener since the very beginning and I know some of you have and if you're new but you've not quite got back that far yet then you know it's an interesting look back into some of the origins origins of the, the show and some of the funny things that have happened and all that kind of good stuff really. So today's episode is called Paint the Fence. That's what I'm going to do after I've recorded this episode because I'm just, yeah, I'm just reaching that massively maxed out point again that kind of happened earlier. I think it's that, I can't think of a title, was the last time I was this sort of maxed out with life. (laughs) But yeah, I'm just, I need to go do something mindless that I'll feel like I've achieved, which is painting the fence because I've been waiting for six weeks now for someone to come paint my fence and he can't paint my fence because it's always raining and it's not raining today, tomorrow or Sunday. So screw the North. Like, I love the North. I am a Northerner, but the North weather has been absolute doggers for weeks. It, I was, it was literally meant to be coming the week of 10th of June. So we're nearly two months later. And he's not been able to come and paint the fence. So I'm just going to paint it in bits myself. Just because I need to do something a little bit mandrolic and mindless. And not think about anything really, basically. So in the north of England, at least, um, some of the areas are back in restrictions again for the vid, the rona. Um, So my parents and my brother and most of my mates up here at least, live in Wigan, which is technically part of Greater Manchester. And even though Wigan's got a lower infection rate than I've got where I live, um, just north of Wigan, in a different kind of area, it's technically Lancashire where I live and not, not Greater Manchester, even though the infection rate is higher where I live, we're not restricted again, but my parents and my brother and my crew, uh, they are. So that is a massive, massive pain in the backside, to be honest, because um, 
I'm not even allowed to go visit them in the garden anymore. And they're not allowed to come here. But I could technically meet them in the Indian as long as we're at different tables, you know, just to test my eyesight, you know. Um, we could do that or, or the pub or or at work, but not in my back garden. Even though where I live is more infectious than where they live. Right. So obviously you don't want to go around like making it worse or whatever, but I'm just a bit like, it's one thing having an infection rate of 91 in Blackburn, which is also next to me, by the way. I'm now surrounded because Wigan's locked down, Blackburn's locked down, and they're talking about locking Preston down, and I'm in that gap in be- in between all of that. Um, but it's another thing altogether, when the infection rate is like eight, and you've you've been lumped in with the rest of Greater Manchester that's riddled with pestilence, like... It's just not very helpful and it just makes things quite difficult again because things were starting to get back to normal and like my my mum was taking my kids out um, for like, you know, outdoor activities and stuff. So I had a bit of like breathing space after five months of solo parenting on my own, entirely on my own, completely on my own, not even with any school on my own. Um, And I was just about, you know, getting a little bit of, of breathing space really and now everything's gone gone back several steps and yeah it's a little bit like oh ffs like i've got so much stuff to do and it's much easier when i know the children are off having fun with nana um to get my head in the game to do that whereas when they're in the house downstairs you're just perpetually feeling guilty and i know this is the same for a lot of people that are you know still trying to work from home and and all that kind of stuff as well like I know a lot of us are in this situation and um, but the guilt is real dudes like it is totally real and you can't just sit there playing Ludo with them all day fun as it would be and as good as I think I could bet the beast at play Monopoly because she is like sharp it's not you know like you can't do that the whole time you've still got to make things happen so yeah it's been a little bit depressing to be honest um I mean, luckily, at least the Indian's still open. My Indian fam are still good. So, yeah, last week I basically decided not to record because I boosted away and went to Sussex with my pestilence from the north. (laughs) Um, And I need to go do some research because we're supposed to be moving house again, potentially, maybe, probably, in about a month. Not really sure uh, what is going on there, frankly. But there is a, a an outline plan to hit up the Sussex Kent border potentially, and the reason for that is for schools basically because the North is they don't want the proletariat basically educated. So the schooling, particularly for children with special educational needs in the North, is dreadful. And getting anyone to like help you is such a pain in the backside. So we're sort of like gripping it ourselves and moving elsewhere to places that have a better system in in place and have more options available. So I was staying there to do some research, to look at all these places that I've seen on the map but I've never heard of um, and go go look at them. And also because I was so sick of the rain, it is so depressing. And I was just thinking, you know what, I can't I can't take any more rain. I've I've got to get out of here before you know I get rickets or I become amphibian basically. So um, we went down there and I had a a much needed kind of week off 
and collecting my doggies again. So you might hear them. In fact, you can hear them now. Not sure if the microphone is picking it up, but they are the bark masters are back, which is really good. It's nice to have them back in the house again and have them collected, which is awesome. And yeah, so we're supposed to be moving. We don't know where to. We need to find schools, but no one can help us find a school until we've got an address. We're not going to get an address until we know what schools are available, obviously, because we've done that before and that went really well. Um, And it's all supposed to be happening in a month. If they're even going back to school in a month, like it's just getting a little bit, it's giving me a bit of a headache, all told, like it's getting a bit much. So I don't want to bang on about that too much because um, obviously you don't come here to listen to me whinge. But what you do come for is for fun things and fun ways to get around this. So what I've got for you, if you are in that that space that I'm kind of in a little bit at the moment where it's all like it's giving you a headache um, because it's all just a bit much. Then I was chatting to one of my very, very dear friends who I adore from uni and somehow we got onto. Toto's Africa and then we got on to exchanging funny YouTube videos um, and I just enjoyed it so much I thought I would share them with you like if you need that little you know five minutes of escapism and just a bit of a giggle to yourself then these could be an option for you. So first up I we were talking about Toto's Africa again I'm not sure how we got on to that might have been talking about sunsets and then African sunsets and then Toto a, a natural progression I think you'll agree. And um, I sent him the video uh, by this this Polish dude that does them on YouTube. If you've never seen them, they are really quite impressive. It's called the Floppertron. And basically, he it's called an electric, I think it's computer hardware orchestra. <laughs> I love the geeks. They just make life so much better. Um, and yeah, essentially, he's he's got a Patreon and everything. And he, he makes these... Um, these videos to various absolute bangers from the 80s with his electric hardware, computer hardware orchestra. So essentially it's all this computer equipment like old, you know, floppy drives and and all different bits of, of computer equipment. And then he actually plays Toto's Africa using the computer equipment. It is amazing. And if it wasn't amazing enough, right, he's also like... It takes requests, so you can find like take on me on there, like all sorts of good stuff. Um, so that's the Floppertron. I'm gonna put all these in the show notes. I'm just gonna share them on social media, I'm gonna throw them in the Facebook group, but still going, so obviously I've not had time to build our mighty network yet. Um just really good, clean fun. Then my friend sent me a um video of a guy who'd managed to change the open, you know, when you open your car and it, it beeps. Or oh, it they used to. They used to. Mine doesn't. We've talked about the Renault before. Mine doesn't beep. But this guy had this thing where if you put the keys in and leave them in, I think it's because I don't put keys in my car anymore. It's one of those like proximity ones that anyone can break into with a signal extender. Um, to be honest, I've tried leaving the doors wide open. The kids have left the doors wide open overnight in the rain and no one's nicked it. It's obviously too inviting. Um, or it's just a really rubbish car. Could be. Could be either. Could be either. But yeah, basically this guy changed the open tune for his car, leaving his car keys inside the car to be Africa by Toto. So if he opens the door, it plays Africa, which was amazing, but not as amazing as Sexy Saxman. 
right? You need, guys, ladies, gentlemen, everyone, ladies, gentlemen, just just put down whatever you're doing and get yourself over to Sexy Sax Man. Honest, I was literally hyperventilating. I couldn't breathe. Made my day. I've had to watch it again today just to get the full effect. Sexy Sax Man doing Curless Whisper. I'm never going to dance again. Amazing. So I don't want to spoil it for you too much, but, you know, unbelievably funny. Loved it. And this guy's bass, Sexy Sax Man goes around playing Curless Whisper in lots of places that he probably shouldn't be playing Curless Whisper in America. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's just really funny. And I'm assuming you're going to find it funny because you you sit here listening to me, so you're going to have a similar sense of humour. Otherwise, you'd have just chinned me off and gone for something a little bit more vapid. But, um, yeah, Sexy Sax Man. So I'll put the links for all of them in the show notes. But, yeah, Sexy Sax Man on YouTube, get involved. The Floppatron on YouTube, get involved. And on, if you just need a quick, you know, a quick pick-me-up, quick shot of hilarity, then I think they'll help you. Um, so yeah, big thanks to my pal. My big wee pal is massive. It's about six four six. My big wee pal for sharing that that quality YouTube stuff with me because obviously, when you go on YouTube and you put this kind of quality material in, it's not just about that video, is it? It's not just about the video you are served that your mate sent you that you know is going to make you laugh, right? It's about the suggested videos that come after it. Oh, yes, because there was a suggested video of a guy who is serenading some cows playing Lord's Royals with a trombone and a woman singing to a beluga whale in a tank. Serenading a beluga whale. I mean, where else are you going to get such kind of quality, quality randomness than than there? So go check all of those out. And um, in the meantime, we'll have a little chat about what I've been knitting and what I've been reading this week for your inspirational pleasure. So yeah, knitting wise, I've been in the South. Now, my mother-in-law, Rosemary, has been knitting uh, Sloppy Joe. I don't know what a Sloppy Joe is. I know what a Sloppy Giuseppe is. It's one of those like pizzas you get in Pizza Express. Um, I don't know what a Sloppy Joe is. I think it's an American word. Um and it's intarsia. She's been working on this intarsia sloppy joe. It's got this floral pattern on it, which was pretty amazing. She's been using some, she's dead, bang on trend, rosemary, bang on trend, rosemary. Um, Using some mohair blend yarn. It was commercial, I think it was a rowan yarn or something that she's been working on that with, with all a little, you know, intarsia. It's it's the next big thing. And um, I have been working on my snowhead hat. Whilst watching, again, I don't watch telly, you know I don't watch telly, um, but I, I will make an exception if the in-laws are watching something that's absolutely dreadful but needs to be watched. So it's like Married at First Sight Australia or whatever, or I've so addicted, so addicted, I, I, I'm all over it, massively invested in it now, complete trash, but I'm totally invested in it. And um, I've been working on my snowhead hat while um that's been on because you can't really read at the same time as watching tv especially not trash tv uh we looked together at my compass jumper which i have taken the decision is going to be frogged entirely i'm going to do some measurements on it i've not done the post-mortem i couldn't bring myself to do it frankly um at the moment i've not post-mortemed that jumper yet but 
it is still as big as it was. Even after a week of my mother-in-law's cooking and pudding every night, it's still three sizes too big. I'm not sure if the yoke is just too big for my shoulders. Um, I'm going to measure it all. I'm going to check the gauge and everything, but I've got a suspicion that the yoke is too big for my shoulders. I've not got very big shoulders. I'm quite dainty in the shoulder department and it is quite a large yoke. And I wonder if that is throwing off. I mean, that doesn't explain the arms that are two sizes, like twice as big as my arm actually is. But it does beg the question as to why the rest of it might not be fitting that well. Um, So I'm going to do some measuring. I'm going to need an assistant to measure it. So I'm going to have to get someone to come help me. Um in order to figure out whether it's just not a pattern that is going to work for me. Um, Maybe I need a yoke that is not quite as deep and possibly that will work better overall in the fit department. I'm not sure, Um, but it is going to be completely frogged. I was just not in a place where I wanted to be frogging the yarn at their place because they've had our dogs and they've got their own shelters. That's three hairy dogs. And I just didn't want the entire project to be completely full of dog hair. So (laughs) I'm going to be, when I've measured everything up and got all of my scientific results from the post-mortem, I'm going to be ripping all that back. And that's all the knitting I've been doing. I didn't even, I had a quick scope for suitable knitting shops in Sussex. And there's Yak in Brighton. And then there's like, um, there's one in Kent, what's it called? The Old Pharmacy. I want to. It's in the old pharmacy. I don't think it's called the old pharmacy. It's in Faversham. I can't remember the name of it. But I didn't really find any shops in between to go have a look at and see. So I'm a little bit concerned about the paucity of knitting establishments in the southeast. Um, so yeah, I was not really in in a nitty frame of mind. I was mostly driving around rural country lanes, um, trying to avoid getting run off the road or having my, my wing mirrors taken off. Like there's no need for so much aggressive driving people. Like it's always sunny down there and there's tons of cider. What's wrong with you? Like chill out. You're not in the north getting rained on all the time. Anyway, so that is all the knitting I've been up to. I did take my yarn down to cast something new on, um, but I just didn't get to it because I spent a lot of time uh, out and about driving and researching things. So not as much knitting as I would have liked, but the snowhead is no, snowhead by Kate Davis is progressing well. It's going well. So I've got some more yarn that I'm going to make into another one of those that's got a bit more contrast that I'm looking forward to. But yeah, not a lot on the knitting front. The reading front has been going quite well. I've been putting on Insta, like when I've been changing books and stuff and what I'm reading next, which is pretty cool because I always get, I didn't know so many of the knitters were also big readers. And... I was recommended a series called the Invisible Library series by Molly Mittens, Kate, who is an absolute legend. And she recommended the Invisible Library as an option when I asked for recommendations a few episodes ago. So thank you very much for that, my lovely. And it's awesome. It's written by Genevieve Cogman. She is a knitter. She's also in the North. So two big ticks there for her. And it's fantasy sci-fi. So again, like nothing really more that you could want on my list of things I look for in an author. 
I have read the first five so far. So the first one is The Invisible Library. Then it's The Masked City, The Burning Page, The Lost Plot and The Mortal Word. She's just had one come out in January that I need to read and there's another one in December. And they're really good. The basic premise is the library is in the middle and the protagonist, Irene, who's very smart and capable, is she's a librarian. She's in the middle. You've got the dragons on one side, the fae on the other side. Dragons are order, fae are chaos, the library's in the middle and they travel to all these different worlds and they keep order and keep the 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 balance rather, not just order, the balance of power between the fae and the dragons. Equal by making all these links to these words, worlds by taking literary works from different worlds. Really cool and fun series. Very Pratchett-esque. Um, not quite as funny as Pratchett. You don't get you don't get all of the little kind of footnotes and it's not as witty, although in the later books it becomes more so. Um but really good. Like I've I've literally gone one after the other on this series because it, I did I did want to know what there wasn't anything else that was going to push those books out of the way once I started reading them, which is cool. And I've also finished Untamed by Glennon Doyle, which is more of a memoir slash I don't know what. Um quite a new book it was a random thing that popped up as a recommendation I don't know where I don't know if it was audible or um whether it was in goodreads I don't know but it popped up and I was like yeah this sounds good you know and it was basically supposed to be like part memoir part feminist uprising anyway it started off really well like really well a little bit confronting like she starts talking about this cheater in this cage and I'm like wow yeah like this has given me pause to reflect and yeah, you make a good point. Um, but to be honest, by halfway through, she was getting on my nerves. It was an audible book, thank goodness. Um, and it was read by her. It was easy enough to listen to, but she just started to get a little bit preachy. And it's just a bit like, oh, I'm so awesome. I'm such an awesome mother. I reflected on this and this is how I said it. And I'm just so great. And I'm just like, I don't want you to be great. Just bugger off Glennon like I don't want to sit here listening to you bang on about and preach about things like this was supposed to be interesting and it's not you know I just don't want to I don't want to hear your smugness frankly so any kind of good points you kind of made in the first part it just started to become quite rambly and a bit like and another thing like I'm so great because and it's okay having and another thing I mean I'm the queen of and another thing but Nobody wants to hear you being smug about stuff and how great your life is and, you know, preaching at us about how we should all be doing it. Like, no one needs to hear that. So, and if you do want to learn about any of those subjects, there are better places to learn it than from her, I think. So, I don't know. I I was hoping it would be about her breaking free from her kind of life uh, as it was prescribed by, you know, society and religion and being married to a bloke. And it started off like that, but then it just became irritating. So I wouldn't recommend that you read it particularly. Go have a look at the reviews on um, Goodreads. They are very 50-50. When I got the book from Audible, they were not 50-50. They were all quite positive. But the more people have read it, or finished it rather, the more... And it's not just the free advance copies, the the, the more polarized to the viewers become shall we say so you might like it go take a look i didn't i thought she was smug and irritating um 
in the second half. The first half of the book was good. So that one is Untamed by Glennon Doyle. And I'm now working on the Rivers of London series. I, I never knew about these. I got um, a novella written by Ben Aronovich. He's the author of the Rivers of London series. And it was a random... I used to do it a couple of years ago because I used to go to like Eccleston Library. It's Rural Library Roulette, I called it. Uh, and I'd just pick up random books on a shelf and and just read them. And not even like read the blurb, just be like, I like that cover. That's a random title. I'll just, I'll play Rural Library Roulette and see what I get. And uh, some some crackers, to be honest. And this was one of them. It was really good. Didn't realise it was a novella that was part of a bigger kind of series world. And I'm, I'm only just reading Rivers of London now. And... Laws of you have read it. I put it on Instagram and, and I literally never had more engagement. I don't even get that much engagement for my dogs. Like people saying, oh, it's really good. You really enjoy it. You know, I really love this series. You know, you're so lucky that you're just discovering it now and you can read it. So that's obviously quite positive. I've only read the first chapter so far, um, but that's what I'm working on. And incidentally, if you want to be friends with me on Goodreads, I am joe millman or goodreads it's goodreads.com forward slash joe millman just add me and then i can come and nosy what books you're reading and get some good ideas and the other one i'm listening to an audiobook by a podcaster pam grossman called again one extreme to the other um waking the witch reflections on women magic and power now she has a podcast apparently called the witch wave i've not listened to the podcast it was another random audible i think recommendation because i'd listened to light is the new Black by Rebecca Campbell and it was a recommendation I think from that and I just thought oh that looks quite interesting and it's another podcaster so I'll give it a listen. Quite interesting so far talking about um, all sorts of witchy stuff and um, talking about the Wicked Witch of the West and portrayal of of witches in that books and literature and stuff so far again i'm not that far into it i think i got about an hour and a half into listening to that when i was doing my doing my ironing rock and roll domestic drudgery and yeah quite interesting quite enjoying that so far so i'll let you know how that goes really so yeah that's what i've been up to and doing i am going to go and paint the fence now before it starts hoofing down with rain and causing me more misery in the north and do something a little bit mindless i think but i just wanted to get this out to you before the weekend because you know you could be there you could be in that space you could need sexy sax man i need him and i can't think of a single reason why any of you would not need sexy sax man in his pvc trousers with his mullet wig and his porn stash i can't think of a reason why you wouldn't need it so i needed to come and share that with you as well today so i will be back next week hopefully with something a little bit more you know fibrous in in content and got some plans for some when i can get a minute to breathe you know some interviews and all that kind of good stuff again as well so until then i hope you have a wonderful week happy crafting and i will speak to you all again soon cheers been listening to the shiny bees podcast show notes for this episode can be found at shinybees.com forward slash one five four
Music for this episode is with full permission of Adam and the Walter Boys with I Need a Drink. And you can find it for sale on iTunes. <laughs>